Hi, you're listening to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business, the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you and your partner who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. Are you ready to fast track your freedom and have some fun? With your hosts, fellow trade business owners and husband and wife team, Andy and Angela Smith. Hey guys, Andy here. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to ask you a question. How are you going with your trade business right now? As you know, I talk to a lot of trade business owners and I continue to hear a few things. They're struggling to find and retain good staff. They're wondering how to set up systems and structures and they're working way too many hours and they're actually feeling completely burnt out. Angela and I have been fixing these exact challenges since 2010 when we started Lifestyle Trading. And the one thing we know after all these years is if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Listen, guys, 2023 is going to be very different from previous years. So why don't you future-proof your business today? Book in a free strategy session with me so that we can have a chat and work out the best steps for you and your business moving forward. Head to lifestyletradie.com.au to book in a time now. Look forward to chatting soon. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Oh, okay. Gosh, I feel like I sing a lot on this podcast. <laughs> I've done Bon Jovi renditions and now Christmas cards. Well, you know what? We're just amazing singers and we want to share it with our listeners. Oh, you are welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of our listeners, I'd like to say a huge welcome back to a brand new season of The Tradie Show Together in Trade Business. So for all of those new here, I'm Ange and I'm joined by my husband and business partner, Andy. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Ange and I started this podcast for tradies in business who want to scale up and kick some serious goals. Each week, we'll break down a different topic along with some tips and tricks we've learned from owning our own plumbing business for over 20 years. That's right. Plus, we'll source the best of the best guests who are experts in their field to give you an even deeper insight into topics relevant to the trade industry. Sound good? Sounds amazing to me, but before we get into today's episode, which you might have already guessed what it's all about from our amazing singing, Mm. yes, that's right, Christmas is just around the corner. Yes, it is. Yeah, but first I just want to talk about a book recommendation I've got for you guys as well. Okay, Andy, so what book have you got for us today? Well, it's actually one of your favourites, Anne, so I'm sure you'll be keen to chat all about it. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Oh, yeah. I super love love this this book. Yeah, the book goes through the value on focusing on one thing, one important task at any time in order to actually get things done. I thought it would be good to bring it up because we are so close to the end of the year and for a lot of people, it often gets to this time of year and they're like, what the hell have I done in the past year? And they sometimes feel like they've made no progress, but it's actually never too late. Yep. You just have to kickstart it right now. Yeah, so this book is great and I seriously feel like a broken record telling our Lifestyle Trading members to read it all the time. 
It actually goes through the ideas of having purpose, priority, and productivity, and the things that stop you from having or achieving them. I would actually really recommend that if you're stuck in a bit of a rut and you want to kick some goals or tick maybe some tasks off your to-do list before the end of the year, or maybe even read it over the next two months to gear yourself up for a great 2023, that'd be a good idea. Absolutely. If 2022 hasn't been super productive, spend the next two months setting your goals for 2023 and getting yourself motivated and prepared to kick them out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So that said, let's get back onto this topic of Christmas. And I can already hear some of our listeners going, oh my God, Christmas, it's only October. But how many of us have already seen like Christmas mince pies in the bakery or Christmas decorations at your local shopping centre? Have you seen some? I I think I heard Christmas carols playing in um, Coles the other day. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so far away, but I always love it when you see hot cross buns in January when (laughs) Easter's not to April. Crazy. I'd say they actually hit the uh, shelves on Boxing Day. Yeah. Along with an intense amount of chocolate Easter eggs just everywhere. Yeah, great for the taste buds, but maybe not so great for the waistline. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, if you haven't seen anything about Christmas yet, then just wait till Halloween is over. Then you'll know we're on the downhill run to Christmas. Yes. So that said, it's time to think about Christmas and the New Year period in your trade business so that you give yourself enough time to prepare. Guess when that starts. When does it start, Inch? It starts (laughs) now. And that's exactly what we want to discuss in this episode, how to prepare your business for this period. Yeah, I love it because I remember the days when I was really guilty of preparing for this period mid-December and you know what? It is way too late and most tradies were in our busiest time, just got our head down trying to finish the work for the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. It's seriously too late to start this stuff mid-December, but if you haven't started yet, then don't stress. I reckon you should use this episode as your kick up the butt and a bit of a to-do list. So in saying that, Andy, what would you suggest to our listeners to tackle first? Yeah, the first thing I'd be doing is deciding if I even want to keep the business open over this Christmas, New Year's period. Right. And this really does depend on your trade. For example, builders will generally take the whole of January (laughs) off. (laughs) I guess they do. But, you know, if you're a maintenance plumber, sparkies, anyone that does maintenance work, a consideration would be how busy the business is or how busy the business is in the past during this time. Everyone knows I love data and the data tells you this story really quickly. So check out your revenue you made in your profit and loss last Christmas period and that'll help you decide on what you want to do and how many you want to work over this period. It's interesting, some of your team are definitely don't want to work, but I've definitely have team members as well that are like, oh my God, I want to work then because I don't want to be away when everyone's away. Yeah, valid. So I want to touch on how busy the business is first, because typically, and from what we experience with Dr. Drip, early to mid-December is, you mentioned this before, super crazy busy for tradies. I know our customers were like, let's get that second bathroom, the toilet working or whatever, because I've got a whole house full of people coming over for Christmas Day. Like it was literally chaotic. Mm. Customers literally come out of the woodwork wanting things done around their home, you know, because they're hosting these huge events for family and friends for Christmas. Yeah, it's like, oh, hi, um, it's December 24. Um, I've just got some <laughs> leaking taps and I really was hoping that we could get it done before Christmas. 
Oh, okay, Mrs. Jones. So how long have they been leaking for? Oh, they've been leaking for about three or four months, but we definitely want it done before Today. Christmas. <laughs> and you just laugh and go, you're kidding me. Yeah, look, that lead up to Christmas was always hectic and it was a period where we literally needed all hands on deck. Yeah, so much so that the team knew they couldn't take large chunks of annual leave in the December, late November, December period because it really did take its toll on the whole company because everyone wants to get through their work. And if you get one or two people take some time off, then it's just an absolute disaster. So, yes, we'd well prepared the team. We gave them a heads up that it would be busy and there might be overtime as well. So everyone knew that coming into this Christmas period, get ready for it, we're going to be flying with all guns blazing. Yeah, good for your team to have an honest conversation about expectations from the business, especially if they're perhaps new to the team. So, yes, this conversation is really important early in the year, which guess what is right now if you haven't done this already. So... Interestingly, Christmas was like literally turning off a tap for us. Christmas Day was that trigger that the business literally just slowed down. Yeah, and it's interesting over the many years of being in business how we change things. There was a period that I would try and shut down the business through January, give everyone time off, and it was our time to relax as well. But what I actually happened when we had our team of obviously 17, because there was so many people on wages, and if I hadn't had that bucket load of cash just sitting there, January was turning into a really big loss. So I realized that definitely wasn't the way to go for us, and we needed to split the team and make sure that some people worked and some people had time off. And we we sort of switched it around a bit. Yeah, look, school holidays, I guess, kicks in, right? And people start going away. And that's why kind of our job slowed down from a maintenance perspective. Well, they did slow down, but there was a period there that it felt like every tradie, this is going back 10 years ago, every tradie shut down over that period. So we actually turned that around. I was saying we were losing money. And then I started advertising heavy in January. And all of a sudden, it was one of our most profitable months. Yes. And we actually really kicked in at that period. And let's face it, over that period, if there's going to be an emergency or something going wrong, it always happens on Christmas Day, on New Year's Day, or in that period in between. So you've definitely got to make sure there's someone around to look after your clients that you've been working with over the whole year. So for us, we ran a skeleton staff over this time and we just have one of our VAs. Actually, it was our VAs in the Philippines and they had great English, but they were answering our phone and they were looking after our tradies on the job. And um, we'd set our roster up well in advance. So we would know by October before almost middle of the year who was doing Christmas this year. Yeah, that's right. We actually wrote into our contracts of employment that the business was actually closed for that week from Christmas Day so that they knew that they were actually taking annual leave unless, of course, they were actually the one that was rostered on. So another reason this conversation needs to come up earlier in the year about who is working so that they are actually all aware. You just touched on it, actually. Yeah, I think the big thing for us was, you know, most people get four weeks holiday a year. What we wanted to do was we wanted to stagger that for all of our tradies so people weren't taking chunks off at the same time. So two weeks of that four weeks a year, we'd make them have off in that January, February period. The other two weeks they could have off whenever they wanted. 
So can you tell me a bit more about how you decided who is going to work that Christmas period? Because I can imagine no one probably wants to work. It's summer and everyone wants to party. Well, we look at it and it was almost like first people on or last people on. It was their job. So we'd look at who did it last year. We'd look at who the new people were that came into the business. Then we'd look and think, could these new people be able to run the business over this period? Were they qualified enough? And then we just reach out to everyone and say, listen, we're doing the roster. We're around about four to five months out from Christmas. Is there anyone that wants to pick Christmas, period? Because if you are, can you please speak up now? Otherwise, we're going to build a roster around who is doing it. And we had some new people would come in and go, well, I'm not doing it. It was like, hang on. When we had our interview, we even talked to you about this. So we were right onto the ball. We knew that if you were new to the business, there was a good chance you'll be working over that period. So the who that was working last Christmas, that person technically will not be on the roster again unless they've actually put their hand up and nominated themselves. Or to your point, the last person in, the tradesman who's qualified to actually, you know, do those jobs over that period, they perhaps are like the next in line. Yeah, that's right. And um, every business is different. Every tradie that works for you is different. We definitely did have one guy that loved working over that period. He could run his own show. There was no real stress around the business. There wasn't the offers beaming down on him. We had VAs answering calls and giving him work. He felt a lot more relaxed and he could pretty much do what he wanted. So he saw it as a bit of a holiday period, but he loved it. And um, yeah, so we'd always make sure that he was booked in in that period. Yeah, and I can imagine it did depend on who perhaps had leave available to even take. So, for example, if someone had already accrued a massive amount of leave, like say six weeks, Mm -hmm. then we as a business would definitely be keen for them to take those holidays because you don't, as a business, want this leave accumulating. Yeah, we were really good at this. As soon as any of our guys were getting over six weeks, we were like, okay, they've got to have a holiday. When are you going to do it? The last thing you want, I know you get really busy and you just need workers, but if all of a sudden you guys have got eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, all of a sudden they want to take it in one hit. And if they do, it can be really tough depending on the size of your business. So you don't want to have that huge liability around having people with heaps of holiday leave. So for me, nothing more than six weeks, but we tried to get them down to around about two weeks by the end of February of each year. So I do have one question on my mind about this when it comes to this rostering. What happens if no one wants to work? Yeah, well, it has happened in the past, but we were like, well, you know, you were the last in and that's your role. So we're pretty stern. We talked about that when they first joined. We've also done paper, scissors, rock with some of the guys. I mean, (laughs) most of the team are okay. You know, if you have team members that are older and they've got wife and kids, they sort of don't want to work in that period. But when you've got your young up and coming guys coming through, they're more open to work and they, they would rather work in that Christmas, New Year to about the 9th of January or whatever around that period and then take two or three weeks off at the back end of January. Yes. Because that's when most people have sort of come back home and, and they could go to Fraser Island to do all that stuff where... Keep away from the school holiday yeah, just people. just keep away from the droves of... <laughs> 
<laughs> families, I suppose. So uh, I do feel like it's a good way to go about it, you know, talking about this really early as a team, that is. I think as long as you communicate with your team and make the decision early on that they're actually going to be okay about the outcome. So we've kind of covered the shutdown period. Now as business owners, we need to think about the time leading up to this. It's not actually called the silly season for nothing, right? And back in our day, they definitely knew how to be stupid. Yeah, we've had some unbelievable parties, you know, and um, you have these Christmas parties and if you have them too early in December, you know, it can almost take a couple of weeks for you to recover from them. And, you know, we've had some big parties at our house with shots flying around and finishing at three and four in the morning and, you know, people with their head over the railings, you know, looking at the ground. Head definitely Um, (laughs) hurt after that one. (laughs) Yeah, we've had some big ones, haven't we? And, you know, that was a hell of a lot of fun. And I, I think looking back on all that, we did some crazy, crazy stuff, but everyone loved it. But then, hello, the fun police is out and <laughs> you can't do this and you can't do that. And it's like, you're doing my head in. Well, WHS is important, right? We need to make measures yeah. as a business to ensure that everyone's safe. So, yeah, I think as business owners, we've got to cover our ass these days. And, and that's sometimes disappointing when, you know, you think about what we've all been through in the past. But You know, the same old story, nothing's a problem until it's a problem. So as business owners, we've got to be very careful about this. Yeah. Look, so many people would brush it off thinking, oh, but my team are all adults. They can sort themselves out. But you do need to consider these things because those big boozy blowouts Mm -hmm. can actually be really dangerous. Stuff like how are they getting home? What kind Mm -hmm. of alcohol is available? What will happen in case of an emergency? Is insurance applicable here because it's a work function? How can I manage someone on the team that gets too rowdy? And how can I actually be a leader and set an example? (laughs) Wow, that's a lot of questions. But I I was never a good leader in setting an example in those situations. But But as a um, business owner, you are responsible. Oh, I know we are, but I was the one pouring the shots, giving it to the guys that, let's get him pissed, you know. (laughs) And we all target people. (laughs) And looking back on it, we all think it's hilarious. But, oh, God. Times have changed. At times have definitely changed. We did shout Ubers though and kind of just generally kept an eye on everyone just to make sure no one was absolutely riding themselves off, don't you reckon? Yeah, a couple of taxi drivers are like, there's no way I'm taking that bloke home. He's a disgrace. (laughs) At the end up on our couch. So that leads Uh, me to my next thought, which is work hard, play hard. Because whilst we had an absolute ball at our team Christmas parties, we actually expected the team to still be there and show their face on a Monday morning ready to work. Yeah, it was a general rule of ours, you know, for the whole of December. We all know there's a lot of social events out there and everyone wants to go out and have fun, but it's the busiest time of the year. And if everyone just goes out and goes nuts on the weekend and then they have an average Monday and an even worse Tuesday and they only start feeling good on Thursday, then they have a massive night, you know, on the Friday. Like, it's just a vicious circle and we all know. When you drink too much alcohol, it's all fun and games when you're doing it, but it does knock you around a bit and change the vibe. And Your I used head's to, blurred. Yeah, and I used to see that change in our team when they were all on it. 
Yeah, look, it's fun and games until we ask them for a medical certificate, right? If they like tried to chuck a sickie on that Friday when we've actually suspected that they've had pretty much a bender on the weekend. Well, the thing that really annoyed me, so not only just Christmas parties, but we went to like State of Origin and organised all these nights out and we'd buy tickets and food and we'd drink and have fun and we'd get home at 12 o'clock at night. But then the boys found that as an excuse to arrive to work the next day, like half an hour late. Right. And I, like, that just doesn't sit well with me. I'm like, I've just spent five grand here with you guys and you don't even have the common courtesy to turn up on time. So, you know, work hard, play hard, but there's got to be a bit of responsibility around it too and what we expect as a business. Yeah, look, everything we're saying right now totally makes us sound like the fun police, but especially right now when we're having like a staff shortage here in Australia, you need to ensure everyone, your entire team is on board. You cannot have people through this silly season over months showing up late for work or to be honest, not showing up because it literally can cost you thousands. I just want to go back to these big nights too. The one thing I definitely have worked out over the years of Dr. Drip, the early days we were just nuts, you know, absolutely nuts. And it was so much fun. But sometimes nothing good happens after 12 and that goes with your business as well. I mean, in my life these days, it's more like 10, isn't it? (laughs) Nothing happens good after 10. But I used to say after 12 with our trade business because that's when everyone's starting to tip over the edge and that's when tradies get a bit masculine and then they have little fights and have a tackle and this here and this is when the injuries happen and this is where before you know it, there's punches thrown. So you've got to be really careful about this kind of stuff. And the other thing, like Anne said, you don't want trucks off the road because if you have trucks off the road, it's costing you thousands a day and it's definitely not good for business. So I know there's a hell of a lot of things to weigh up there. So just to sum up this conversation, Christmas is just around the corner and I want to ask you guys, the listeners, one question. What are you doing to prepare your business and your team for this period? You need to start now. Yeah, you definitely do. And I'm going to change it to another little topic, if you don't mind. If you buy gifts for your customers out there, please don't leave it to the last few days before Christmas. They've had a million gifts already and your gifts just go in the corner with everyone else. You need to be one of the first. So for us in our business, Dr. Drip, the first week of December, everything was 100% organised, gifts for our customers, and we'd go and give it to them on the first Monday of the first week of December. And they were blown away. Why? Because we were the first company that had already been there and given Christmas gifts. They tended to give us more work and they were blown away that we are so organised. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of great tips that you guys can actually take some notes, go back and listen to this and actually get yourself organised. I think that's a wrap, Andy. It definitely is. But get out there, organise your business, organise your team, have a heap of fun, but just do it in a safe and good (laughs) manner. See you soon, crew. Chat to you next week. Hell yeah! Subscribe to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business Now. Wherever you get your favourite podcasts, rate and write us a review or check out the show notes at lifestyletradie.com.au forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hell yeah.